This Reddit tale was posted by Homo Without Sapiens. Hangman. I leaned back in my chair, groaning as my sore back protested with crackling discomfort and rubbed my eyes. I wasn't cut out for this kind of work. Although I didn't have much of a choice now. Blinking blearily through the phosphine swimming in my vision, my eyes slowly focused on a small black shape in the upper right corner of my cubicle. I squinted, prepared to call one of my co-workers to come flatten a spider for me. But no, it wasn't a spider. Bringing my face closer, I realized the spindly black lines were in fact the minute scribbles of a marker. On closer examination, the deliberate strokes formed an unmistakable shape a little stick-figure man dangling lifelessly from the gallows. A children's game of hangman, although there were no dashes underneath on which to spell out a word. Of course I remembered playing it in elementary school, giggling children crying out random letters and watching in feigned horror as, line by line, the condemned man materialized. Awkwardly, angled head, torso, arms, one leg, the other, the swollen, purple tongue lolling from between lifeless lips. I shivered, and rubbed at the scribble with my thumb. It must have been drawn in Sharpie, because instead of coming off, it only smudged. Somehow that made it worse. Why would someone leave that, of all things, in my cubicle? Was this some kind of cruel joke, or a harmless prank and a coincidence? It was certainly in poor taste either way. I was glad to grab my things and leave the building as soon as I could, that was for sure. By the time I pulled into the parking lot of Anna's preschool, I had forgotten all about the strange drawing, and I felt my shoulders untense as she clambered into the back seat, painstakingly maneuvering her lunch and book bags behind her. After carefully closing the door for her, I dropped myself into my own seat and closed my eyes for a second enjoying the warmth of last October's sun glowing through my eyelids. Why aren't we driving, Mummy? A small voice asked over my shoulder. I glanced in the rearview mirror and smiled at her. We're leaving now, Pumpkin. How was school? She made a face. Timothy picked his nose and smeared it on Lena's coloring page. I laughed. Starting the engine. Was it a nice color, though? No! She giggled. It was booger-colored. For what seemed like the thousandth time, I silently thanked God that she seemed to be fine after what happened. That she was still able to laugh, play, be a child. Part of me wondered how she could do it. How she spent the night sleeping soundlessly beside me, instead of silently staring at the ceiling with tears burning hot on her cheeks. But I was grateful. Children are surprisingly resilient. I shook myself, and after checking that Anna had her seatbelt on, I began slowly navigating my way out of the parking lot. As I drove slowly past the basketball court, something caught my eye. Children waiting to be picked up were drawing on the asphalt with chalk, and there, a circle, a line, the chalk scraping downward to form two arms. I slammed on the gas speeding out onto the road and barely avoiding the oncoming traffic as Anna shrieked in the back seat. I gripped the steering wheel and tried to slow my breathing, 
It was just a coincidence. A really weird coincidence. Sorry about that, Pumpkin. I won't do it again. I reassured the wide eyes staring at me in the mirror. The rest of the drive was spent in silence as I tried to wrap my head around what had happened. Maybe they had always been around and I was only noticing them now because they were on my mind. But why today? Of course it was today. Today, one year ago. One year since the dangling of the feet, the creaking of the rope. Since grabbing Anna and carrying her outside, waiting minutes, hours, years for the ambulance to arrive. Blinking furiously to clear the water obscuring my view of the road, I suppressed a gag and stepped on the gas. Closing the microwave door on our leftovers, I walked into the living room to check on Anna doing her homework. She had her sketchbook out and was drawing something with a crayon, carefully clinched in her little fingers. I walked nearer and froze. Anna, I choked out. Why are you drawing that? She stared up at me innocently. It's a hangman. We learned about the game in school today. Wanna play? I shook my head, still trembling from the shock. It made sense. That's why the kids on the court had been drawing the hangman. A school kid's game. Nothing more. I felt the panic ebb from my limbs as I fit the pieces together. Of all the days to play this game, surely the teacher didn't, couldn't, know. Dinner was a quick affair, and I bundled a sleepy Anna into bed early. There was no way I would be sleeping tonight. I turned on the TV, distractedly skipping through the channels, but the longer I sat there, the more uneasy I became. Switching it off when I couldn't take any more, I realized my heart was racing and unclenched my sweaty fists. Why was I so anxious? Almost unconsciously, I found my feet carrying me slowly up the stairs, past the bedrooms, hand like a marionette pulling down on the string to release the trap door. Stepping aside to allow the ladder to noiselessly slither into place, my palms slippery, I glabbed the rungs and began to climb just like that night. As I passed into the attic, the air grew almost imperceptibly cooler. There was a slight breeze through the open window, but the night was silent. Only the slow creaking of the rope on the beam. In time with swaying black shape, barely visible in the darkness. Slowly, reaching out to fumble for the light switch, I screamed covering my mouth with my hand. There, where the rope had been tied, scratched deep into the wood of the beam, a hangman. I scrambled back and stumbled to the ladder, frantically trying to place my feet correctly. Halfway down, my hand grasped at something rough, and seeing what was etched into the wood of the ladder, I let go as if it burned, falling painfully to the floor. Hyperventilating, I struggled to my feet and ran towards the bedroom door. In a thick red marker, the hanged man guarded the door. Feeling the tinge of someone watching me, I turned and looked around. From every corner, surface and angle, they leered at me, large or small, marker or scratch. 
Trying not to look at the peering eyes of the stick figure, I burst through the door, leaping to the bed and shaking Anna fiercely. Did you do this? Did you draw these? I yelled at her. She started awake, trying to wrestle out of my grasp. What are you talking about, Mummy? Mummy, what's going on? I dug my nails harder into the soft skin of her arm, manically spitting into her face. The fucking hangmen! They're everywhere! I realized she was crying, and tried to get control of myself. Of course she didn't put them there. She wouldn't have had time to. Even if she could reach all those places. I put my forehead in my hands for a moment, trying to think. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a little trip. There's a... A problem with the house. We're going to be fine. But we need to leave now, okay, Pumpkin?" She was clearly shaken, but she nodded, and I picked her up and started running. I tried not to look, but wherever I glanced, there they were. Was it my imagination? Or were they moving, squirming on the rope below the scaffold? Whacking my elbow as I burst through the garage door, I shoved her into the back seat of the car, then leaped in and slammed the door behind myself. My panic rose as I waited for the garage door to open. Was it always this slow? Finally, it rose high enough to pass under and I floored it out. My breathing didn't slow until we were speeding down the highway. I already regretted yelling at Anna. What an awful mother I was. I must have scared her terribly. I glanced down at my hands and was horrified to see blood encrusted under my fingernails. How could I have done that to my own daughter? A bruise already forming on my cheek. I gaped at him. What the fuck is wrong with you? I've had enough. We're leaving. I grabbed Anna and turned to walk to the door. No. No, please, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry, please. Claire, come back. His tone changed. If you leave me... I'm going to fucking kill myself. I looked back at him over my shoulder. Good. I hope you do. The memories refused to stop flooding into my mind, no matter how hard I tried to beat them back. Now that I was no longer running, nothing distracted me from the guilt and terror. I tried to strangle my sobs and half-whispered to Anna to put her seatbelt on. As I zoned out, staring at the monotonous road, I didn't even question that my hands on the wheel were turning me off the highway on an unfamiliar exit. I didn't slow, and as we sped down the narrow road it began to wind and turn as we entered the countryside. Eventually, there were no more street lamps. There was nothing to see but the darkness and the ugly asphalt in my headlights. And still, I didn't slow. I turned sharply around a corner. Out of the blackness flashed a reflective street sign. Emblazoned with bold black spray paint, the hanged man seemed to leap at me. And instinctively, I jerked on the wheel and swerved off the road and into a tree. I came to, just long enough to feel the seatbelt tightening around my throat. There was only silence and death in the back of the car.
As my vision faded to black, I fancied that the blood splattered on the broken windshield seemed to drip into a familiar shape. Yes, it did look an awful lot like a noose. Hi everyone, The Archivist here. Thanks for listening to this story. If you want to hear more like this, make sure you go check out the rest of the channel. And if you have any suggestions for stories that you'd like me to read, make sure you DM me over at Twitter, at archivist underscore the. Thanks again for listening, and remember to like, share, and subscribe.